This is the Post America Podcast. That's right, motherfucker. What the fuck you know about podcasting? This is our shit. Post America. Macho Black, Richie Crutch, Chrissy the Baboon. Post America Podcast, son. Download that shit, motherfucker. Weemer's not ready, but we're ready. We're live here in the bus recording a podcast in Vienna, Austria with one of our favorite bands on earth, Knuckle Dust. Woo. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. Joe, uh, introduce everyone from Knuckle Dust, please. I want to say from my left. <laughs> it's right. <laughs> not that it matters. Let's start with Weemer. What's up, Weemer? What's up, everyone? How you doing? Weemer is a very tall, handsome Brown skinned brother. Oh, thank you, man. So are you. Looks like a handsomer version of Jay Z. Yeah, I get that a lot. You get that a lot, right? A lot. I just said a bit more Serena Williams myself. <laughs> a bit more Serena Williams. <laughs> you got bigger legs than me, actually. Yo, what would happen if Jay Z and Serena Williams had a baby? Waymar. Waymar. Waces. All right, over here against the window, we got my man, Nikki Tattoo. Good evening. Nikki Tattoo, one of the most fierce bass players on the planet. Well, thank you. Plays with that. anger and passion and blood. Puts his blood into the strings. It's the only way to play, right? The brown, furious Tasmanian devil himself. <laughs> Pierre Pelbu, say what's up to the people. Well, go on, peoples. Yeah, that's all you need to know about Pierre. <laughs> that's all you need to know. <laughs> And then we got our brother here, the righteous beatmaster himself, Mr. Ray Dust. Say hello. Good afternoon, people. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, man. Yo, we've been friends with you guys for so long. It's so fucking cool to have you. Just to be on tour with you guys is so cool. And yeah. have you on the podcast. Weema frequently writes us. I'm glad you guys listen. I'm glad you guys were, were friends, but you still, you know, appreciate the things that we do over there. And we stay in contact through music and podcasts and other means but it's cool to have you guys on here thanks for sitting in with us it's an honor thank you for yeah, having us thank straight. you yeah rich you got a microphone oh we're gonna do some sharing okay so fellas what is new in the land of knuckle dust being on tour is pretty new for us right now yeah <laughs> it's that's... not something we do that often so yeah like like it's definitely a pleasure and an honor to be out on the road with you guys and the rest of the family Without a doubt, yeah, for sure, getting us away from everyday lives, yeah, exactly. On this this lovely bus that they've provided for us, yeah, we're having a wonderful. It's time. nice for us because it's just got wheels and other luxuries. You know what's fun about this is like laughing so much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like you laugh until your laughing, face hurts two exactly. or three, four times laughing, a day. Laughing, laughing, that's that's fucking you can't fun. Beat I that, laughed so you? much the other night that I was out of it, out of it yesterday. I had to behave yeah, myself. Yeah, like it makes you tired. <laughs> yeah, you're weary from yeah, laughing. I got a six pack from laughing so much. <laughs> I come that's out crazy. with a barrel <laughs> underneath that one pack. It's crazy, man. I don't know if you were there the first time we've ever met these guys. With Crutch, were you there or no? I was there the first okay. Time, second time I was there. The f- my old band, Chris, were you there? Yeah. 
Okay, Chris and I were there. Carl, our old singer, was probably there. Yeah, I don't know was, who else. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Maybe 1996. Maybe 96, 7, probably. Yeah, 96, yeah. yeah 96, 96, I think. 97? 97. 97. 97. 97. 97. 97. In Belgium? Yeah, yeah Magazine Belgium. 4, Brussels. I, I, yeah. I probably told the story, but we played with these guys, 97, Belgium. I remember a serious injury at that show. Yep. And I remember thinking, how do these boys even know each other? They don't look like your typical band of the guys in a one uniform standing in front, whatever it might be, four straight edge guys, four tough guys, four skinheads. They all were like a unique style, different. Yeah. And they were so hard and, and like furious back then when there was only a few bands doing it like that. I don't, I always say it, Knuckle Dust was the pioneer of the. That kind of style. Oh, no way. The no unemployed way. fuck no up way. No way. <laughs> What do you mean, no way? <laughs> I would say we was maybe one of the first UK bands of that style. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, would... we took our inspiration, obviously, from New York, New York hardcore. hardcore and East Coast yeah, Hardcore. Yeah, but you, you know, sound so like We New watched York those hardcore. bands and we were just like, like we you sounded like New York Hardcore, but then with this, this power, like, you know. The thing that's... is, I think back then in London, there wasn't really a hardcore scene what we know now. It was more like crusty punks. Like when we well, were playing the early shows, it was everything. Yeah, we, we were playing squats in the early days. We had to yeah. play squats, metal so there shows, wasn't, skinhead shows, everything. It wasn't yeah. now like there wasn't. We wasn't looking up to people that we had to look a certain way. We didn't yeah. know how we were meant to look. Yeah, we're mm. just doing the music we loved. All right. I mean, when you listen to early Knuckles, we wore our influences on our sleeve. You could tell that we were just copying our heroes, right? Simple as that. I didn't but, get that vibe. But looks really? wise, I mean, I think to be honest, if it was when when it was me, Nick, and Wayne were in the band. Mm-hmm. With Danny Evans, our old singer, I'd say at that point we were straight copying New York hardcore. Straight edge, Danny. Yeah, straight Danny Evans. Danny Evans. Nice that guy. was the band but uphold. He, but then when like, Pierre come along, it all went I, downhill. Yeah, that's <laughs> when it went to shit. Yeah, 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 but yeah. no, I don't I'm know. Like when Pierre come along and we wrote the first song, we put, we already had the music written, and we like we gave him the song and said, "There you go, there's a song. Put some lyrics to it. Do what you want. Do yeah. whatever you want. Put some." And he come back with something that was completely different than what we was doing. Oh, so we was like, ah, oh, I think oh, he's he, shaking his head with his it. accent and the way he talks and the way he sings, he brought a whole new sound to it. I think for us, yeah. it was it was definitely American music, but with English lyrics. Mm. Well, and English. I don't know, there was a bit of a punky kind of stuff yeah. thrown in as well because we've always had that influence too. So yeah, yeah these guys always had that strong inspiration of the East End punk and oi thinkers. They schooled me on that. Coming from Northwest London. These three, three guys grew up in East London all their lives going to school together and learn how to play. Yeah, their musical inspirations and influences were a lot greater than mine when it comes to underground music. I got so into Ray, Nicky, Wima were from the same area. You guys went to school together? Yeah, yeah we, we went, went to school, school together. together. And how'd you get in the mix? I was looking to start a band and was just putting up adverts in record shops where I used wow, to go. Wow, old school. Like, yeah, we found Flyer and that, and he must have picked, or one of these lot must have yeah, picked it, was it up. Waymo, it was Waymo, picked it. And I get a phone call and it was from just Waymo. Like, I want to sing for a band, give me a call. Like, yeah, no, it's, he said, no, I'll tell you what it said. I remember it. It, it, had a, it had a picture on there. It said, uh, hardcore vocalist looking for band, influences, 25 to life, sick of it all, mad ball, but all the bands that we only we thought we knew. I was like, hold on a minute, someone else in London knows this shit? No, so we called him up. What was funny was when we used to go to shows, we used to always see Pierre. Yeah. Because when I went to shows, yeah. there weren't many black people. Yeah. And I used, Pierre used to always stick out because he was like, you know, 
He's not white. Basically. Brown house <laughs> and everyone in the face. Mm. So then when we when, he, when we called him and then we, we arranged to meet you at um, a train station for a rehearsal, I couldn't believe it was him, man. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, I was Me and Nick was like, no, nah, not another like, one. Not another black. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this one's is, enough. <laughs> this is incredible because the, just the, the amount of faith and or balls that it takes to to put yourself out there like that and just mm. strangers are going to call you. That's the way the it was done back yeah, then. Yeah, we're, we're doing a hardcore band. Come meet us at the train station. Yeah. Oh, all right, yeah, I'll go to the train station. Meet <laughs> yeah. this. Yo, that's insane. When you think, back, like, when you think back, it is kind of crazy. But back then, that's all we had. Yeah, I mean, that's I all we had. I honestly think back then, you if you was contacting anyone in the hardcore scene, and I might be wrong, I might be naive, but I think back then when you was dealing with people in the hardcore scene, you was dealing with your brother. It felt like I could send someone cash in the post, knowing that that person would get the cash or the CD or whatever it was I was trading or doing. Right. And not be worried about, they weren't thieves, they weren't people, you know. Yeah, they were trustworthy because they were kind of hardcore punk people. Yeah, it was, they were were the same. I just thought it was a a brotherhood then. But let me tell you something, yeah. That one time after he called me and I went to East London for the first time ever in my little life, it was a shocking experience, let me tell you. Uh, growing up, in, <laughs> growing up in Northwest London. Okay, there's some there's some grim ends explain around there. The, yeah, explain the differences between the the, the <clears throat> neighbourhoods. All right, yeah, I guess growing up in Northwest London, North London is a bit more spread out. Then going to East London, it was just really overpopulated. Just coming out of the station or travelling on the train to. Uh, East Ham station where I met these guys it was just like a, a whole other world to me you know what I mean Yeah. and yeah I used to get the bus twice a week from Stratford to Beckton and that journey alone the amount of shit that I, I see and <laughs> experience yeah I could write a whole book so Pierre you put on a flyer you said hardcore vocalist looking for a band how did you know that you were a hardcore vocalist just from the um, bands that I was inspired by you know, because he probably knew he was a vocalist because he couldn't play fuck all instruments, <laughs> so he had no choice. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm gonna have to be a, a vocalist. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you're advertising, so you have to put a kind of wider kind of tag on it. But when luckily, you talk about that difference in the neighborhoods, is that the the neighborhood he's talking about? The one where you were like, I went to your place and where Billy Caliber lived in that whole area, or was that a different place? No, that's the same place. Yeah, yeah that's the same yeah, place. Okay. Yeah, that's a really crowded... You know what? what's always struck me about that area? It seems like, even when you're outdoors, it seems like you're indoors. Mm. Right, it seems it's like really it's enclosed. covered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I like that. It's really cool. Definitely well, I mean, different that's vibe. Really, that's a really... Well, I mean, especially talk where, where Billy lives. I live around the corner from there. Like, his parents knew my parents and a lot of people knew each other then. But, yeah. like, his close is really nice, but there could be another close just around the corner that's a shithole. Yeah. And people there are nasty and, you know, you get a completely different vibe. But mm. it was just, it was council housing. So you was lucky to end up in the part of it where you lived. I mean, the estate me and Weymer lived on, that was on the front page of the newspapers for being the fucking worst estate in England at one stage. Yeah. And, you know, you take people there and they're like, it's quite nice here. It's not like my estate. <laughs> What's your fucking estate then? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So everybody's like in competition over who lives on this shit. Oh, estate. yeah, of but, course. That's always the case. But um, It's a lot yeah. better now they left. Yeah, it actually is a lot better now. Well, where we live now is desirable London. That's where everyone wants to live now. Now you know? all the prices are up. Yeah, and yeah. The, the natives are moving out. Yeah, if we'd have bought our house now, I'd probably be, you know, I'd be sitting on half a million quid. Wow, wow. holy shit. I was going to say, the first year of, like, us being a band, we used to actually practice in a church. Yeah. Really? Church yeah. hall. Yeah. The church used to hold us down. In Beckton. Yeah. And Weymer was playing around with a fire extinguisher in the church, squir- squirting it around everywhere. And the, the beautiful little old lady that used to come and oh, let us shit. in the room to practice, 
He squirted the fire extinguisher oh, everywhere. She came in the room, slipped over and broke her arm. <laughs> no way. And yeah, he, he, he denied all oh. knowledge of it. He goes, oh, them <laughs> bastards <laughs> letting off that fire extinguisher again. Uh, her husband was pissed. Uh, he, was he was so pissed, pissed man. He, he, well, he, yeah, went, he should be. Yeah, he should no, be. We, we yeah. were like, what, 15? And he yeah, wanted yeah. to have a fight. Like, yeah, yeah, he wanted to fight. Yeah. Favor, yeah. And yeah. there you go. You break the lady's arm. Yeah. Let's go back to this guy walking in. He walks in or he walks off the train. You recognize him. I walk off the train. I don't recognize these people. No, we we we've never at this point we'd never seen him before. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know if well, there's going to be a seven foot white man getting off the train, yeah. or what did get off the train. Yeah. <laughs> was it immediate that you were satisfied that he rehearsed with you and you were satisfied, or was it the discussion amongst you three? Nah, ah, I don't know about this. No, nah, I'll be honest. It was it was a discussion. Like oh, I'm not sure. We're not sure. But what was immediate was that maybe not vocally at, at first. But he was definitely the guy for the band. He come, he had, he brought with him. He had a bag full of his. Uh, he was doing a newsletter at a time called Time for Some Action, and he brought us all a copy of that. He brought us tapes with mixtapes of music and stuff. And I thought this geezer knows his shit. And, and actually, right. he's he schooled us. The right kind yeah, of attitude. He schooled us and a lot. on hardcore. He, he introduced yeah. open the door and he us. he introduced us to like there was a hardcore. I mean, we knew we knew bands. Obviously, we knew mm. bands, the bigger bands, but. There was a hardcore scene up north that he introduced us to. Like he opened a lot of doors for us. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's so we was like, and there was no one else. So yeah, like, all right, well, there was no one else. I guess he's in. So that's that's about when we gave him the song. And so look, there's the song. We wrote the song. Laughing. Danny haven't got any lyrics for it, so you put lyrics to it. And he come back, and that was Persevere, the first song on the, the mini CD. And um, I was laughing because I was trying to start a band for a little while before that, and people were getting in touch. But there was some, like, for instance, the people I, I met before meeting these guys, they wanted me to sing, like, Ray Capo. That was their thing. They're like, yeah, we're doing a hardcore band, but can you sing, like, Ray Capo or, you know, do that like this? And I'm like, you know, I, I don't even know how I can sing because I never sung in a band before, you know. I'm just, it's all new to me, so I just found my own comfortable way of doing it and linking up with these three guys. And, yeah, they gave me the opportunity to actually be comfortable and, yeah, progress my style or whatever. So you had a chance to kind of... Figure out what you sound like before you showed up with these guys. That wasn't your first time ever singing in front of people. Nah, but they, it, I didn't really have that much practice before. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't my really, my you know. first time singing in front of people was the it was you know obviously it's my friends and shit. It was like it was the most awkward yeah, thing ever because yeah. bef up until that point we had just talked and laughed in front of each other. We never this this is vulnerable you know yeah, what I mean yeah, you're I, actually, out there, aren't you? yeah. I actually went it was it was in a my, my friend was living in like a trailer like a mobile home at the time I'm sure you guys know about United yeah. States mobile homes <laughs> and our first practice was in a the bedroom of a mobile home and he had a bathroom attached to his bedroom and I pulled the microphone cord into the bathroom and shut the door so they couldn't see me as oh, I was yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, so embarrassing yeah. saying these like words that I wrote that are so stupid like you know yeah. I know it's bullshit, like, you know, it's just embarrassing, you know? So you had none of that. You just showed up, just balls out, ready to rock, sing, yeah. and blew their minds. And it weren't even a rehearsal studio. It was a church. So you got windows, you got little kids running around, 12-year-old, yeah, 10-year-old troublemakers yeah. in the window running around thinking, what the hell's going on? These yeah. guys church turned satanic. Like, you know? Yeah, I mean... Um, St. Mark's Church as well was kind of, if, if, if I can explain Beckton, it's, it's like social the housing. They called it the social housing donut. There was all these houses kind of in a circle and in the middle there was nothing apart from the church, St. Mark's Church. So when something like, when Knuckledoss was early getting together there, it just drew all the fucking scumbags to the church because they're all like, 
I can hear music equipment. <laughs> yeah, I, I need can to hear play noise. noise. Yeah. Let's you know go what check I mean? that out. So yeah, we was in there. Practice was an event. Yeah, I mean, we, we the guys come in the room, just walk in, take something out, yeah. and these are big guys, you know. They're like, I need that mixing desk. Yeah, right. yeah. They just walk out with it. So we was like, man, we got to fucking up that game here. You know what yeah. I mean? You got to get. We're gonna have to get a bit braver and fucking tell these people we ain't standing for it. So yeah, it took a took a few thefts and a few arguments and fights and that, and then we got left alone. So a little unknown history: Danny Evans, your first singer, he was. But yeah. was the band any kind of legitimate band at the time? No, nah, we, didn't, we didn't. We didn't move out of Beckton. No. So was there any shows under the belt? No, nah, no. Nah. That was the thing. I mean, look, when we okay. were doing it with Danny, it was just a hobby. It was us doing yeah. it in a room, having fun, just mates. So by the time and- there was an official release, an official show. It was you four. Well, there wouldn't have been an official release. I don't. You know maybe what? It would um, have, nah, but I mean, back then there would nothing would have happened because we couldn't. Um, us lot, us three, and Danny were the only people we knew that were into hardcore. Yeah. When Pierre come along, he had the contacts. You know what? When Danny was in the band, I, I was never thinking about playing live. Yeah. I always thought about just playing in the church and having fun. Yeah. Then I remember Pierre coming, and within, within like a month, he was like arranging a gig. And I was, wow. yeah, I was shitting myself. I was yeah, like, I, like, I, I want to be more than just a church band, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, he, we, we played with Stamper Ground, our first ever show. And then I think our next show no, was... Our first, or, no, what, but it was yeah, first yeah, ever show was, Ground was, was our first oh, ever yeah. show at the Laurel Tree. I remember. Then the next show was supporting Warzone at the Underworld. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was like... That was a bit... Fucking we was nervous. I mean... That like, was you think about that, we do that kind us. of show now, we just turn up and play it. But back then, we was oh, like, right, boys, in three months, one day and seven hours, we're playing with Warzone. You're counting down the minutes to that oh, day. That was, that was when, insane, man. That when was amazing. Richie came home from meeting you guys, he brought a Stamping Ground CD. Also, I think. yeah. Right. Uh, Officer Down, remember Officer that? Officer Down, yeah, yeah. 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 And that was the heaviest shit the ever, drummer. Man. Yeah, they were more the like drummer. a metal kind yeah. of outfit. Yeah, but I just remember thinking, like, I can't wait to go to London. I can't wait to play with these guys. I can't play. And... We actually played a show with Stamping Ground at the Boston uh, Metal Fest or what, uh, New England Metal Fest oh, right. with uh, when I was in Mushmouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to play a show with them, and they were dope. But, yeah, that's that's crazy, man. That's like a cool historical fact. You know what I'm surprised about? I'm surprised that it was Pierre Pelbu. He was like the worker. Exactly. He was like the stuff kicking Why it off. Why that you? Because you're such a, like, a laid, you're like a laid <laughs> yeah. back guy, you know what I mean? But he, he wasn't. Had a, he he wasn't had a newsletter back then, and he was booking yeah. shows, and he was yep. getting shit going. That's, I, yeah. I would assume something different. Listen, the, the north of England had their own thing going on. And yeah. at one time, London had its own thing going on. And he was the one that linked them up. They were like, oh, people from London and blah, blah. And we was like, oh, people from Leeds. And then he was the one that went up there. He went to shows in Sheffield, gave out his leaflets. And Amazing. brought our sound to them and said to them, look, if you want to play London, we'll put you on. A London hardcore pioneer. Definitely. I'd say, yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Before our He's like a Johnny Appleseed <laughs> of Official, hardcore. Officially, though, are you guys London's first hardcore band or was there bands you knew oh, of before well, What do you call hardcore? I mean, look, there's, there's, there's lots of I guess old... the band themselves has to call themselves hardcore to be... Yeah, I suppose bands? so. Well, I suppose if, if you're looking at it that way, I mean... I mean, um, you've got I mean, the first, out of the UK, though, you've got the first generation hardcore, like Discharge, GBH, yeah. you know, like... Yeah. So that was hardcore before. So GBH was, was okay. calling themselves hardcore band? Yeah, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Discharge, well, yeah, they were yeah. from Stoke, but they, they were yeah, UK Stoke. hardcore. There was a hardcore thing going on with Obviously, them, we're the first new ever... Yeah, hardcore the, like yeah band. maybe just yeah new wave they, of hardcore. They were hardcore punk rockers you know what I mean they were hardcore punk yeah. but we, we was more, more we like was American influence yeah, yeah we brought that East Coast East, flavor mixed in yeah. with that UK style and how did you guys even hear that kind of stuff early on if, if you're the only ones like do you know what we, we, we were metalheads so yeah we, we was into a lot of the cover records that they did you know, no, like you know where it comes from 
stems from Ian Glasper from Stamping Ground because he used to write a column in Terrorizer magazine and it was only like a little column yeah. but he'd always mention stuff like Madball or the 25 to mm. Life 7 inch when they oh, got yeah, come yeah, out yeah. and um, stuff like that and then he'd also cover UK bands demos that uh. we didn't even know so we'd write them a letter they'll send us a demo we'd invite them for a gig then we just built up a, f a foundation like so that so we're basically. giving Ian props right here important yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. he's the godfather if we wasn't for him, and yeah. a sick drummer you don't play drums. Don't play Who drums. plays drums in that band? That's a sick drummer. Yeah. He's the bass he's player in Stamping Ground, Ian Gillespie, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He but still does a lot of stuff. He wrote a book. I always thought he was a drummer. No, Maybe because I was just obsessed with that all drummer. All the lyrics for yeah. Stamping Ground. And, uh, what he's still playing. Albums. He plays in War Wound. Bank War, War Wound now, yeah. yeah. He's doing a... Nice. He's got guys from... Verrucas. Uh, uh, Verrucas in there and stuff, like Cross Punk. So, what year was Pierre first in the band? 96. No, 95, I'd say. No, May 96 he come in and at the end of 96 we played with... with There's always one guy that remembers no, everything. No, our first show was 23rd of September Have 1996. Have a fight about it. So I'd say, and we, we, we were of the mind, we were, yeah, it was the end of night, because we were of the mindset of we'd never play until we were perfect. So we we probably really. yeah yeah well that, that was our old mindset it's obviously not our new mindset <laughs> but uh, <laughs> our new mentors let's just get the beer and get the fuck out. Of here. <laughs> Yeah. So, so I'd say, I'd say late 95, early 96, probably. Wow. What year was Clutch? Just out of the first song? Yeah. Yeah. 89. 89. Jesus, no, no playing under the belt, though. Nothing like that. When wow. was your first show? I'm not I'm not spinning this interview around. I'm curious. 92, 93. Okay. Wow. I don't know. Wow. But uh, on, the other hand, we had, on the other hand, besides Glasper, we had Rick to Life. Distributing a lot of the bands, you know, the rawer <laughs> yeah. bands that we had no clue about. But, yeah. you know, you pick up a seven inch, it's got a split, two bands, you check out a new band. You're gonna was go he coming out there back then? Or no? Yeah, well, you could you could write to him. Though, it wasn't, you? And he'd send you okay, yeah, it wasn't yeah. soon after that. He was yeah. coming over regularly. Yeah, no, yeah I mean. Yeah. So, I, I mean, he's he's a, you know, a shadow of his former yeah, self, like that, obviously. Yeah. And no matter what he is now, and no matter what shitty things he's done to people, you can't take away the amount of uh, hardcore that he has spread worldwide continent yeah, to continent. Worldwide. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I personally have heard of so many bands from Rick, uh, gotten so many demos, and yeah, he recorded them in his kitchen. He recorded yeah. other bands' demos in his kitchen and sold them. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got a bootleg VOD demo from Rick that was blank. Ugh. And then I bought another one oh, yeah. <laughs> that actually had music on it. And I said, oh, shit, this band's awesome. Um, but, yeah, he really, he he's a fucking nutcase, but he spread music. I kind like, of think back I'm in that really time, incredibly. if you bought something off Back to Basics, you could rely on it being hard and good, you know? Like, yeah. That's right. Or blank. Or blank. What's that? Or blank. Or blank. Yeah, or blank. Yeah. No, he was very important to that kind of music distribution back then, definitely, yeah, you know. Sure. I remember getting a feeble CD, the full length feeble CD. Ah, uh, you bet you didn't like that. Mm. Nah, there wasn't one. Was it? I'm only joking. <laughs> well, was that a little too light for you back then? Maybe. You no, feeble no, crutch no, seven no. The, the split. I was feeling yeah. that shit, man. Yeah, yeah the feeble crutch. Yeah. Deep, deep. Feeble crutch. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 I'm only joking. Yeah. There was no album, was mm. it? You didn't record an album. No, we didn't have a full yeah. like, We had uh, <laughs> a couple seven inches, a couple demos. That yeah. was it. And for yo, before we say something, Chris just keeps on being a pain in the ass about the mics. Listen, people at home, this is not perfect. We brought our secondary setup, a handheld microphone. Sometimes it's going to be a little crappy, so don't give Chris a hard time. He's really deterring everything we're doing over here. We know, we working know, Chris. Hard. He's working Leave hard. Leave us alone. Yeah. We know. Yeah. 
I just have to say, it's nice. It's like the Wizard of Oz looking behind the curtain. Seeing how this whole ah uh, yeah, this is different though. Is it, is is it, is it different as disappointing? Is like, <laughs> is it as disappointing as the real Wizard of Oz? I'm cutting. It's a lot more involved. Listen, if you were no, back where we did it though, you'd be you'd be eating macaroni right now, sausage, oh, some oh. nice bread. That's how we do it. Oh, it's man. a much nicer environment. No, but I'm not making me hungry now. Bad. I'm impressed. I'm impressed with it. All. Yeah, we're doing what we got to do. Yeah, man. And to have you guys here, because I know I mentioned Knuckle Dust all the time. And we we thank you for and that. Yeah, we do. Well, there's I I only listen to like f- five to seven b- bands, and Knuckle Dust is one of them. Oh, I don't wow. know, for some oh, reason wow. even from like the beginning of my interest in hardcore, I just I like the same bands. Every once in a while, we we love we love Quatch. Oh, come on, yo, this is this, and this is this is true about Richie. Like I'm backing this up right now. Uh. He. I've listened to anything new that comes my way. I'll listen to it, and if I don't like it, I'll listen to it a couple times and try to like it. Right. And Which if I good, do yes. like it, then I'll be like, yes, I, you know, it worked, and I'll yeah. listen to it a lot. I have <laughs> something called the seven-second rule. Right, seven yeah. seconds is a band I don't like. <laughs> within, within seven seconds of listening to something, I know if I like it or not. Yeah, and he'll be like, like, wow, like we'll, we'll be leaving a show, and some you know, kid will give us... <laughs> Nah, don't come on. No, nah, I don't. <laughs> that kid will be listening now, crying. Nah, no, but I, I listen, I listen, I listen all the way through a couple times, trying to find something that right. I like. See, I have that, rule. and I have that kind of patience. Yeah. I have that kind of patience. Right. But Richie just, even if something is good, and he's like, "Yeah, that's pretty good," he still won't. It just doesn't sound right. To it. Like to me, I like a certain sound. Yeah, you know he I mean? still yeah, won't yeah. listen. You know to what? It. I think once you get to a certain age, well, me personally, it takes. A, a lot more effort to get into new stuff. You, sometimes your mind's stuck. Yeah, I, I agree. listen to a lot of old hardcore, mate. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like these guys would say to me, we're in the car together, and oh, you might, you've got to check this band out. Put it on, it's like, dun, 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 but then I've got to see him kill it live. Yeah. Then yeah, I'm into I think hardcore's it, all about no. live. You listen to a band on CD and it don't really work. Yeah. And then yeah. you will see him live and you're like, geez, these Every are amazing. While, and then you put going back on the CD opinion. and you're like, yeah, yeah, these are good. These are good, actually. Well, let's say, all right, if you guys are, you've been around, are there any newer bands you're digging on? I love Proven, I do. Proven? Oh. Proven from London. I, nice. I think they're one of the, I think they're the yeah, best. Yeah, great band. I, I love Proven. They're just, they're, their riffs are just crazy. They've proved it. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Life betrays us as well. Yeah. Life betrays us. Ironed out. Weymer's new thing. Weymer's new. Oh, yeah. Weymer plays bass. Weymer on Weimer bass. Plays like Les Claypool in that. Yeah, bass like Weymer's crazy on the bass. I was lucky enough yeah. to hear the new stuff on tour with, with Bundam out. We share drummer, so he played the new stuff for us, and it's. it's you know, sick. London has just a constant flow of bands always happening. It's because we're all inbred. Yeah, it's it's like like twenty people. I think yeah. that's yeah. A, a lot of scenes are like that, but yeah. your scene. You have a lot of good characters, so there's yeah, not do. like a lot of other scenes. They have stuff going on, and then it ends because three or four of them turn out to be fucking thieves and fucking right, rats yeah, and yeah, this yeah. and that. Yeah. But you guys, yeah, you definitely the older guys end up starting a band with the younger guys. At least one member goes over here, another mm. next thing you know they're touring. That's always been something I watch with London. And another cool thing is the chemistry. Like you keep mixing up. You 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 have this great group of friends, and you keep switching people in and out. Change yeah. the name, boom, boom, a little yeah. bit different style. But trying to find a chemistry that works between friends like Knuckle Dust, you guys mm-hmm. obviously have something incredible with chemistry to be able yeah, to, to stand each other for over 20 <laughs> years. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's something there. That's something unique yeah. and special. Yeah. And 
in the London scene, you guys keep trying to find that. Always yeah. starting new projects, new bands, a new look, a new not a new, a new look, physical look. But I'm saying a new look at a at a at an old sound. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to like yeah. find a new angle, a new way to make this uh, this kind of music exciting. Yeah. Thank you, yeah, G. Oh, we just got a note from our tour manager, G- Gerwin, Gerwin, aka Cumstain, aka Herman Cumster. What happens? What happens on tour stays on tour. Well, that was another tour. Gerwin, just say hi to the people. Hey, people, what's up? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a very nice guy. He has a lot of patience, a lot more than most humans would be. Between him and Wima, they're very nice. The rest of us wanted that other guy fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We wanted to go into and that. And another though. old friend of ours, Gerwin, you're, you, we've been friends for a long time. Yeah, yeah. From, from the first, first uh, Wisdom and Change store in 2006. That's I was right. driving you guys. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... From from the tour manager to the the people on the you know setting up the stage manager the, the uh, everybody there's so many friends on this bus this tour yeah. here is it is unique, unique to anything setup. we've it ever is. done before yeah 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 it's, it's a collection real. of people that we've all collected over twenty years yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. G exactly. drove us on tour once. Yeah. Nearly killed us a couple of times. But. No, G was good, man. Yeah, he was G was. Good. I don't know how you did that, man. It was a small van with a sofa the, in the back. The only time I almost killed you was when I let Pierre drive the van for like five <laughs> minutes. Oh. That was your fault. You should have let him. We yeah, knew that. that was he was fault. asleep. Yo, remember that when we went to G's house? He had like his forty-year-old virgin set up. Yeah. There's like comic books everywhere and like toys, yeah. like weird like a to- special video game chair that no gro- oh. yeah video game chair shit that no grown man should be having in this house. That but he like has a cool since to me. he's since then he's uh, settled down with a lady, maybe but, a few ladies since then. I don't know. He's just a, the one. Okay, he's just, a, just, one, just one. He's a very he's good a gentleman. It's good dude though. But listen, like it's we said, everybody is his friends on his tour has a history. But is it true and safe to say that we all like? Luke the least on the store. <laughs> yeah. you know, I think I think Luke's amazing. Nah, yeah, everybody. Oh, he's such a talented man. 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 He's fucking funny. Yo, yeah. the way he had Pelbu laughing that one night had me laughing. Yeah. He was Pelbu was sitting right where I'm sitting. His hand was on his belly, and he was leaning back. And I was he just happy Pelbu's to see him cool. laughing. Yeah, I, I, Luke. Luke is funny guy. You know, we're just teasing him. We're just teasing him. He's a great guy. But let's go back to the band at hand. When I first brought back the information like a traveler, like a world traveler back to the fatherland and I described this band uh, that's that's called Knuckle Dust I said, Joe, this band's crazy they got one like traditional looking like fucking English geezer that's Ray they got a little Puerto Rican singer because I didn't know what I was looking at he, to, me, to me everybody's a Puerto Rican like you know what I mean they got a punk rock dude. He was rocking a mohawk at the time. Yep. They got a punk rock dude, and then I get they got a big, tall, smooth brother playing guitar. Oh yeah! I was like, "What kind of band is this? How do they even know each other?" That was one of the most, like, uh, the, the coolest things when I saw you guys. I love the sound like immediately, and to me, you guys didn't sound like you were ripping off any bands I knew of because it sounded like a combination of like. Bulldoze meets Warzone, and and like right, I, who yeah, was yeah. doing that? Like yeah. I, I, can't I guess think it of kind of was, to be honest. Though. It was. Yeah. That yeah, was kind was. of our intention to take the old school kind of um, Warzone I think kind well. of thing and mix it with like a harder edge. I think we you know? didn't That's know what we was doing, did we? Because we we, we, we did just, like all those kind of bands. like we like that true school straight edge kind yeah. of stuff, and then we did like Bulldoze. So we just threw and, it all in the mixer. Yeah, the heavier bands, you know. Yeah, but I think we was probably doing it and doing even doing that wrong. So I don't so think it was wrong. It come out with our, our own thing. Do you know, in. I think we were trying to do 
copy something, but it just we weren't that good, so maybe it came out. And I I won't. No, but I'm just trying to say. I know what you mean, but yeah. Yeah, you guys are. Yeah. you're very humble. But in English, humor uh, but, is to like self-deprecate. Yeah, Nobody yeah. Love that stuff. But yeah, yeah. in reality, yeah. <laughs> when you guys play, it's it's fucking hypnotic. It's you know so what it is? Fucking uh, most of all, it's good. real. It's as real as it could be. It, it really is, yes. man. You guys play with like. Uh, there's like a there's like points within your set every night. There's a point where I'm like, I, I can't up. I can't blink. <laughs> there's a point where I can't even blink because I'm like, is I still love fall what apart? I'm fucking seeing right now. Like everybody is like at it's all the highest level. You're all playing at the highest level at the same time, and it's like a beautiful thing to watch. It really fucking is. I, know, thank I you, agree man. that we're hypnotic because last night we hypnotized the fucking crowd into sleeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I'd agree with that. I'm not even checking the crowd when you guys play. I don't even <laughs> check the crowd, but yeah. it's it's authentic. There's no gimmicks. It's, no, it's without gimmick. I will say like. When we play, we just give it everything. Yeah. We're, yeah. Not, we're, not, we're, never, we're not the most tightest band. We make a lot of mistakes. But for us, it's about the energy. I don't want to be energy. the tightest yeah. band. No, that's the one I want to be tight enough. I don't want to be, yeah. be tight like, enough. We, watched, we, like we, that punk we rock was at Hellfest a few you know. years ago, and we watched a... a I can't remember the name of the don't band. I don't name of any band. No, I ain't going to name the band. So, well, I'll name a band in a minute. <laughs> on, we, we watched a band that were technically fucking... Like a metal kind of band. Yeah. They was technically on point. They was doing loads of fingers. Everything was perfectly in time. Drums had like triggers and the guy had a click going on in his headphones. You know, and it was perfect. It's too but perfect. I was bored to fucking tears watching it. Yeah. I was like, this is boring. Then the band come on after, GBH come on. Yeah. And they just and it was fucking just went crazy. Throwing their guitars around. Yes. And it was just like, like fucking rah. And it goes scrappy and threw it across the stage, picked up another one. Yeah. And I was like, I want to be somewhere, somewhere between them between two. Them. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be good enough to, you know, people can pay money to see your band and, and say, not accuse you of not being able to play, but I also want to bring that punk rock. Yeah. yeah. I call it rock and roll tight. What's up, Luke? What? Just say what you guys say. Yeah, all right, hold, hold on. Let Joe talk while I get your money. Yeah, Luke, you come in to <laughs> collect. Hey, your money. Luke came to collect. I hear what you're saying, especially about GBH. Uh, me and Luke got to see GBH last summer or the summer before, and they're like old men, yeah. but they just they are just so fucking it, yeah. good yeah. and They bloom raw. Away every time. Man. Who was the uh, the band, the, the uh, metal band? I can't remember. remember. I really can't remember. Sure it was can. one of those. I'm like, sure you can. can try. Nah. Yeah, who was it, Weimer? Come on, you know talk what? shit. Who was what, it? What festival? What? Hellfest. Hell. I'll say one. I was. I can't remember. Either. Really, sadly disappointed when I saw Bad Religion play uh, headliner fest over sick of it all because I I wanted to see Bad Religion my whole fucking life. I'm yeah. like, oh, I love this. This is one of my first punk influences i love yep. that band and then we were on tour with sick of it all yeah after watching sick of it all every night you're wow. expecting like that's the bar yeah, that's the standard this is there. the standard yeah, for the standard. headlining Just, yeah. wow. hardcore for and band. punk rock bands yeah and then i go see bad religion they they played gross rock and yeah. we left the, the sick of it all stage and i ran fast as i could over to the bad religion stage <laughs> and it was just fucking it was boring as shit. Yeah, it was bo- what it's boring. Saw, um, what, what did it I lack saw for you? Rebellion Festival just, last year. It just and I lacked. Wasn't yeah. It just wasn't. It just wasn't special. I don't know. It just yeah, wasn't yeah. what's sick get, of it all. Don't get dragged brings, into you know that what I mean? um, slagging off bands thing. You and know? I still, I still really like. He's trying bad to lose religion. I can <laughs> listen to Bad Religion, but I'll never forget how disappointing that first time seeing yeah. them live was. You yeah. know I think I mean? some bands are just album bands, and then there's bands that are live bands. That's what I think. You know. Yeah. Like some bands work on album. Like I think Social Distortion don't really work live. 
Yeah. But on album, oh. I love I know, them. I know people who love them live. I've I never actually them. seen them. I mean, last time I saw them, they, were, they weren't good. They were just going through the motions. I'm going to be honest. They were going through the motions. But I I've seen it before them. and they were great. Yo, this but is I love the, Social Distortion. This I love their This is the weird thing yeah. is that they made their name touring. They made their name yeah, as, yeah, a live yeah, band. as a live You know band. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm just jaded because Sick of It All is such... A high, high level of energy. level of energy, yeah, yeah. Very Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you set the bar at that level and no one's going to meet that level because they're so good, yes. you know, at that, at that, with their energy. Yeah, you know? maybe that's what it is. Yeah, and I'm not, maybe. I mean, I still love Bad Religion. I can yeah, still yeah. listen to all yeah. the, the, records the records and I still yeah, love yeah. the songs. You just didn't like them live. But live, just didn't man, like them live. Yeah, what, a dis yeah. what a disappointment I mm. felt. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Why are you guys hating on it? So everybody? who do you guys hate? So who do you hate? <laughs> yeah, no. Who was this metal band? I just want. I, I was trying to get the metal uh, band. I wanted them to talk shit on somebody. So I. Right, I you think of them twiddly fucking. You know the twiddly. It was someone like Dream Theater, someone like that. You know, it's just twiddly. Yeah. <laughs> Look at my cock. It's a guitar. You know yeah. that kind of shit. I'm, no, I like uh, <laughs> bands have to be tight, but they to me they have to be rock and roll tight. Yeah. Which means like loose. That's a good description. Tight. I like that description. Not it's like rock and roll metalcore tight, tight yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like you're not sure if it's, you're even watching a lip syncing thing or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, what you might like as well just listen to tight. the CD. What's the point of being live if you're yeah. so perfect? What's so the point do of a little watching a live different band? here and there? Yeah. You know. Miss a fucking Miss a note hit. and like yeah, yeah yeah you know a bit of rawness yeah, rock know? and roll tight is, is rock what and I roll call tight. it I like that I like that phrase and that's oh. that's you guys are definitely rock and roll tight you're not like we're rock and roll you, we get, you get like you're this band always fucking up we get told off by Waymer if we're not if we're not tight uh, Waymer's a yo, master musician I mean, nah I, I do get pissed off when we, I oh, know he gets pissed I, off as well if he's had a couple of beers but if he has two beers Sometimes he needs that third Look, one because <laughs> if he had two beers, he's in between having fun and not enough beer. So he's like, "Come on, man, let's start the fucking show. What are you not doing?" <laughs> yeah, we but not. you know what? There's there's two type of fuck ups. Yeah, there's a fuck up where you miss a note, you drop a stick, the singer doesn't come in on time, and then there's that big fuck up where the song just totally the crowd mm. look at you like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Or there's a and fuck that's up. What I hate. There's a fuck up like the time we done the Good Life Fest and we was playing a Biohazard cover. And Pierre's like, I'm going to go in the crowd and sing it. And he jumps off the stage. Because he didn't have his glasses on, he didn't realise the stage was sick. He jumped off the stage to get down with the crowd and fucking done both his knees in. We didn't see him for the rest of the set. He wasn't singing, just standing on the stage looking at him. I'm singing the fucking song. My leg was tangled up by all the leads in it, so I couldn't even release myself. I had one leg up here somewhere, and I was like, guys, cut the set. Cut the set. You're in like a bear trap. Yo, we had plenty of those, yo, where we just had to stop a fucking song. Yeah. Yo, the first Wisdom of Change show ever was this. Oh, I think we might. Yeah, we were in Holland, right? Yeah, yeah, in Holland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was was that Maastricht? Um, no, no, because it was near Amsterdam. Because we went Amsterdam after. Do you remember? We went into Amsterdam. Oh, is that the first yeah, time? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, so the first Wisdom and Change show ever was totally unrehearsed. Um, we had just recorded the CD in the states, and I didn't even want to do the show. None of us did. Crutch was over there to do something, and yeah. the guy who started Wisdom and Change was like, while you're here, let's do Yeah, Yeah, he was pressuring us into doing it. Right there, right there. Right and you know what you Smart Rich said right there? Oh, no, thank you. I can't do it. But Joe, wanted, Joe <laughs> did it anyway. Like a robot. So I did it, and it was unrehearsed. And yeah. we, it was so bad that at one point, 
the during during our last song that we played, we only did like th- maybe four songs. Yeah. I remember watching you. Yeah, the last song. At one point, it was just me and the drummer. <laughs> because the guitar player had stopped to tune up in the middle of the song the bass player forgot the song so forgot he just stopped song. playing yeah, yeah. And it was just me and the drummer and we finished the song and I said uh, thanks good night yeah, we, was, we was watching it and uh, we was like what the fuck was that? Oh, and after one went up to your and went good show mate well, yeah yeah of course right. everybody's, everybody's patting me on the back Yo, that was amazing I'm you know like what? fuck you I've, I've known you a long time I think that's the one that's time where you genuinely looked embarrassed did like, he look so I was, sad it I was so that, embarrassed. I didn't think it was that bad, though. Oh, Maybe it was, it was judging worse. it. It was worse. Really? Were you at that three beer <laughs> point? <laughs> yeah. Yo. It, it was. I would remember from maybe a, I was watching it on a balcony. I think Rich left. I think you left. I left. Room. I, I left <laughs> you didn't room. even want to watch me. And then he came next to me after the show, and he looked so sad. And I felt bad because I just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "I told you, what the hell's wrong with you? What do you think was going to happen? You don't even know these guys." <laughs> yeah, really. It was like me and a bunch of strangers. Yeah. That well, dog barely spoke yeah. English. Like yeah. for three days, he was feeling that. that was really? Rough. Yeah, it sucks. So <laughs> I had we were on a crutch tour though, so I had to yeah. like go extra hard for, for the crutch yeah. show yeah. because uh, oh, just to erase the the, the stain of embarrassment. Yeah. Even gross. when we started doing this again, this came because me and Joe were in Mushmouth, and Mushmouth was like coming to an end, out to win at the time. We said we still want to do something. Should we do Wisdom and Chains? And even when we started doing that, people were hitting us up about that show. Oh, and it was like shit. way years, years later. And it was one show, like 15 minutes. Yeah. Ooh, that, that hurt. Yeah, that yeah it's <laughs> crazy because you guys were there and, and uh, Martin, I remember, no turning yeah. back, they, yeah, were, they yeah. also were there. At, oh, you know what? Yeah, we were looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, we were looking I really was looking forward to playing it, but that was... To this day, that's my low point Lowest in my point, musical yeah. career. That's my low point. Yeah, right I was there. gonna say the next, you're gonna have Hoya on again, right? Yeah. His Dynamo story when Mabble played Dynamo is the most funniest story yeah. ever, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to get him to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. He's hard, hard to get on. He's always so busy. I know, but that story had me in stitches. Same sort of thing that you're saying. Do you know what? Actually, yeah. I was listening to your your post America podcast where you was talking about in school when you was always in trouble, one with a pig in the cupboard and all that, yeah. <laughs> and you was always sat outside the class. Meet your brother from the UK that was always outside the class. <laughs> we Wait, Mark, every day. Yeah, if I, I went to the toilet, I was going, he's outside the class. What are you doing now? He threw me out, man. That's oh, my it. God. He got involved with everyone with fucking <laughs> cursing and screaming, and the teachers were always like, Wayma, get out! Go stand outside! <laughs> All you could hear across the corridor, Wayma, get out! We had one teacher, he was like fucking Columbo, man. Anything you've done outside of school, you come in school and they say, I saw what you've done. Would that, me, yeah. mis- remember, when he say uh, just we never one know. more thing <laughs> just what were you at four o'clock <laughs> no, how the fuck did he know this what, what was his uh, name Mr. McManus Mr. McManus he knew everything Mr. Trimble our maths teacher right? he went through well, uh, Jimmy Savile uh, our maths teacher went through a phase of putting like the, the, I mean back then you were stupid if you didn't know something you know, I might have been amazing at one thing, but you never got any praise for that. You just got, you didn't know maths or something, then you're stupid. So I went through this thing of putting the stupid kids with the clever kids to hope that it would rub off on the stupid kids, you know? <laughs> so I got sat next to this kid called John Claude. And uh, I could see the way he was working, and I was like, oh, fuck that. I don't, don't want to be a mathematician. I don't need to learn this shit. So he's doing it, and um, the teacher comes over and he whispers to him, he's like, John Claude, he says, if you want to come out with a full set of A's, he said, you just need to scrub up on your algebra a bit. If you could scrub up on your algebra a little bit, then you're going to walk out of here and you can do whatever you want. 
And he's like, thank you, sir. He goes, that's just good advice. And I was like, oh. I saw that conversation. I was like, sir, what could I do to, to improve things? <laughs> when I, he said, what you need to do, he said, I've just told John Claude to go home and practice more on algebra. What you need to do is go home, look in the mirror and practice saying, would you like fries with that? <laughs> oh, no, no. Are you Holy serious? Shit. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, my wow. God. Wow. <laughs> Oh my God. So yeah, that was me. So, <laughs> so what grade are we talking about? How old were you guys when you're in school together? Uh, eleven. Yeah, eleven. eleven second, you, second, fuck, um, secondary school. Yeah, you guys 11. don't hate each other at this point. Yeah, Actually, I knew Weymer before school because he lived down the road. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So these so, guys knew each other first. Weymer and Ray knew each other first, and then when we were kids, we were at church. We used to go to church. That's fucking crazy. Man. Until one day I decided church ain't for me no more. I just Why? made my own mind up on church. Catholic Church. You said churches for oh, playing Protestant. hardcore shows and shit. Church was for a hardcore band practice, not for yeah, worship. Yeah, no, for we was like the commitments. What do you want to run for? Because the Lord sent me. <laughs> wow. He's Buddhist now. <laughs> like, I knew you guys played in a band a long time. I didn't know there was another fucking. Me and Weimar was in a. Before that. Me and Weymouth was in a soul covers band together long before all the hardcore. Soul shit. cover? Yeah, we were doing James Brown. Hidden Reality, we was called. Oh, well, that's a hard name now. Yeah, that's, that was a cool name. Next album for Knuckle Dust, <laughs> Hidden Reality. It had two no. bass players, Bring two guitarists, back. two yeah. keyboard players, a drummer, and thirteen singers. Thirteen, <laughs> all yeah, girl singers from Holy the estate. Shit. It was a youth, it's a youth club thing. And how many did a Wema knock up out of those thirteen? Come on, <laughs> come on. We know how you. No, do this, back then he wasn't knocking no one up. Nah, he wasn't smooth back then. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Has the band ever beefed over a girl? Never. Never. No, that's that's, no. that's, that's weak. Yeah. No, that's weak. I'm just wondering. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 we don't do that. When it comes to girls, we move in different circles. We what is the biggest beef the band had? Um, How about uh, songwriting? Do you know what? The biggest, the biggest argument Song. I think ever is studio. Studio. Yeah, I'd say There's studio. always a walkout in the studio. There's Somebody can't get their way in the studio. It's like, fuck this, I'm going yeah, home. The yeah, studio, yeah. I There's don't, always I, a walkout. We even joke about it now because yeah. this happened so much in the past. When we go in there, we're, we're predicting how many walkouts going to be on this yeah. album. <laughs> Last album, no walkouts because he wrote everything, so it was in control. But when you're bringing your idea no. to the table and then everything's flowing and you're like, this is what I'm going to do on this song. And, and someone says, nah, I don't mean you do that. Well, fuck this thing. I don't want to be part of this shit. You know, when you write a song, you have a vision for the song, don't you? Yeah. And then you get in the studio and you want to push that vision and then, you know, it doesn't come out the way you want. So that's how things happen. Mm. You've got to kind of let go of that vision a bit and and let it become. Is there any member that has never walked out? Me? Yeah, oh. I've, never, I've never walked out, I don't think. Yeah, you did. You fucking walked out in Denmark, started doing press ups upstairs. Actually, I think I walked out in Denmark and smashed this like pallet up once. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. I, I, but that was my own fault because I couldn't get the bass down. So I was just frustrated. I don't enjoy the studio, I'll be honest with you. We're not, no, we're, we're not definitely not studio people. I mean, if you think about the length of time we've been playing and the amount of releases we've had out. It, it doesn't amount to a lot of hours in the studio yeah. and we don't get to practice that shit because it's expensive especially back in the days you know it's mm. not like now you can get the equipment and set up in your house and practice but back then it was a lot of money yeah. especially flying at, getting flown to Denmark for what three days to record like 13 songs or some shit crazy those Denmark productions were good though yeah that yeah, was on, on top of his shit yeah. was good man. He fucking yeah, hard Chu blew up as a big producer what's that, he's, um, a, he's a big metal producer what's that band with the Chinese girls in it Baby something. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I don't know the name though. Baby metal. Baby metal. That's Evan, yeah, by the he, way. 
Yeah, he mixed. He mixed their CD, their new CD. Yeah. He's done, he done Testament. He does he, a lot of bits. He done Testament. Did he, Testament. did he disturb? I think he was on the road. Dude. I think he's done a lot of big bands. He's, he's, done, he's um, what's that big band that's got the singer? Pavway? Find them out. I can't remember. I think the Danish, song? but... Oh, don't, no, I don't know. No, those, those are good productions. You guys always get good productions, though. Yeah, I mean, uh, Igor done the last couple of albums. The you, know what, yeah. you know what I was impressed with their videos lately, right? Yeah. Where, where you, how would you find that guy that looked just like you? Do you know what? <laughs> <laughs> no, those videos are dope. That Life Struggle video, I think, is, is one yeah. of my, the best things we've ever done, That's I think. That's next level. That well, it is, um, awesome, yeah. My other band, Ironed Out, the guitarist, well, ex-guitarist, Mark... He does like an acoustic thing with his wife, and he done a video. So yeah, what's that called? Oh, what's, oh Jesus. Fucking wanker. Big, right? You fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really... I'll kick your face I'll in. I'll kick your head in. Oh, jeez, he's going to kill me. I can't remember the name of the fucking song. No, I can't Yeah, but anyway, the video was, was fucking amazing, and I asked him, like, who recorded it? I'm going to find out. And it was his friend that he went to school with that actually works for Sky, doing editing on the History Channel or something. The network, yeah, Sky, yeah, yeah. Network, Sky yeah. Network, yeah. So I, I said, yeah, can you get me in contact with him. I got in contact with him. He's a fucking sound guy, and he gave us a good price. And we told him what we wanted, and we just let him run off with it. And that's he so literally, dope. he is fucking yeah, a talented yeah. dude, man. Yeah, oh, so yeah. it's horror. That's it. Fits Do you horror. see like uh, you see a difference with the songs you made videos for, like uh, when you're on tour now? Do they seem to? Be more well-known songs. Oh yeah, yeah they do. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. So, so the video is called Fitzhara with a Z. Fitzhara, I'll kick your face in. Go check that out for something completely different. Yeah, yeah, completely it's different. So it's not hardcore. It's a guy on an acoustic guitar with and his girl wife. singing, and then they make a, the most violent video. It's fucking wow. awesome. Yeah. No, oh, that's cool. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I forgot what I'm so talking about now. Let's switch gears here. <laughs> we say? were having a, uh, a, not a conversation. Nikki was telling us stories yesterday that were had me and Rich's mouth uh, agape. Yeah. Do you know you're in a band with a hero? Do you know that? No, no, I need a hero. I know it's fun to make fun of guys and belittle them and tell them this and that. The guy's a fucking <laughs> no, hero. I play. Look, they won't even look at him. They won't even acknowledge No, it. not Weemo. Uh. Weemo looks at us. Weemo's very loving. He's like a loving guy. These two, I don't know. <laughs> so, Nikki, would you explain to the people what your job is? Um, I suppose the equivalent in America would be like an EMT. Yes. Medical technician. Ambulance driver shows up on location to... People with sicknesses, injuries, yeah, injuries. violent crimes, yeah, violent crimes. Accidents, deaths, mental health, suicides, suicide, drug overdoses. Drug overdose. Wow, you know, brutal. So crushes. you're like the front line. Of, yeah. You get there before the cops most of the time. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before the firemen. Even. Before the. F yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're usually first on scene or whatever. Now, the, the thing that had me up in my bunk <laughs> last night, and before I could fall asleep, this is what I was actually thinking about. Is like, how do you... Some of the things you were describing to us were so horrific. Yeah. How do you not think about it before you fall asleep and in your dreams and when you wake up? Like, how is that not consuming you daily? Um, I was saying I have a switch in my head that I can switch on and off. Right, so when when I go to sleep, I have to switch this switch and just get it out of my head. So turn it off. I turn it off. I, I have this ability to just switch it off. Is that switch you know? in the form of a joint? 
No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, some people call I, it a switch. Some yeah, people call it yeah. a spliff. No, no. I mean, and at work you have to have this switch, you know, because you can't get emotional. You got you got to be professional and do a job. You can't be scared. You can't be emotional. You can't let it affect you mentally. So you have to flick a switch in your head that allows you to operate professionally, you know. And I guess. You just have to do it. You just have, you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. When you've got people relying on you in a life and death situation, you need to just operate. So yeah. you can't think like that. You just can't. Maybe afterwards you go, ooh, that was a bit that was a bit heavy, wasn't it? You know, yeah. that was a bit ooh. Last you night know, you gave us some bad, bad stories. Yeah, I I, I obviously don't wanna Yeah, you don't yeah. want to give us your it's, most triumphant story. Of, yeah, getting people back from from is cardiac one arrest in particular? Is, is good. The one, the one where we got one back at the the grandfather at the eighteen year old, his eighteen year old uh, grandson's. Uh, Imagine a scenario: eighteen year old's birthday, birthday party, party, surrounded by family, friends, loving event, good food, songs, drinks, laughing, yep. talking about when the eighteen year old was a baby on his grandfather's lap. The eighteen year old comes, touches the grandfather's shoulder. Grandfather, I love you. He falls over dead. Yeah. Now I made up that part. I don't know if yeah, that's yeah. how well, it went down. Yeah. But the Obviously guy, the grandfather, is dead. He's dead. He's they call the you. You arrive yep. into a family event. A family event. And now, you're expected to revive, to revive this person. guy. Describe yeah, yeah. that walk-in. Everyone's hysterical, surely. Yeah, it's a combination of hysterical and like shell shocked. Like some people are just like. Don't say anything and just like you know, a blank like a look. blank look. Yeah. And some people are hysterical, going, "Please do something," hanging yeah. off your arm, going, "Please do something," you know. And uh, but we got him back in in the room. Amazing. We got him back, and I was like, because that was a high pressure job with all the family watching, the whole family watching. You was know? he dead? Yeah, he was dead. Yeah. How long can somebody go? Like usually, um, seven minutes is the rule. Well, we uh, uh, what we say is you need good quality CPR immediately for 20 minutes you know that will that's a lifesaver that's a lifesaver it's you know good CPR? quality CPR yeah of course so was the family and anyone can do CPR anyone yeah. can do CPR you know, was just this family doing CPR when you got there uh, yeah yeah like, luckily one of the one of the um, I think he's maybe he's um, like uh, like sons was uh, uh, was a policeman and they're trained to do CPR. So, so he, it, for him, he he was the one that probably saved his life. To be fair, because yeah. he was straight on the chest working on him, you know. Yeah. And then we come in and can do more. We can do more work on him, you know. Give drugs, put tubes down the throat, shock him, blah blah blah, whatever needs well, to be done. I'll put a tube down the throat. <laughs> Listen, can you give a mouth to mouth demonstration on air, please? <laughs> we don't do mouth to mouth. They do it every oh. night. <laughs> we don't do mouth to mouth. We don't burn them, son. There was a TV advert on in the UK that the guy, it was Winnie Jones actually in the TV advert, yeah. teaching people CPR, and they did it along to uh, staying Beach alive. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you can do it in times of that, tempo. then that's, that's the, the, the good timing yeah. for it. It's 100 beats per minute. Yeah, if ever you yeah. see someone deadline on the street, give them CPR. Remember staying, staying alive. alive. Apparently, you don't have to breathe as well, Dan. You don't no, have you to. Don't you can just push the heart. Though, no. Push. Yeah, no. there's no more, uh, no more breathing in the mouth. Just no, chest because it's, 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 you know, it's an infection risk. 
Oh, obviously, no, and so the chest compressions, chest compressions handle both things. No, they don't handle both things, but the, the bloodstream can hold a, uh, oxygen for like twenty minutes or something. If I like, was see, dead. if you're getting oxygen to the brain, you know, like the, you, yeah. you, it's there's a good chance you're you're gonna live. If you know? I was dead on my back, yeah, and a guy came. Yeah. To try to do mouth to mouth I'd wake up just to tell him <laughs> Let me Stop be. that right now Yeah yeah Let me die in yeah. peace Mouth yeah. to mouth is feminine Yeah, yeah. Uh, But CPR is CPR is horrible Like Yeah It's horrible You smash You smash them to pieces These people Yeah, yeah You like, break, break ribs and you're you, you smash Like if you're doing If I'm doing chest compressions On someone for 40 minutes Their whole chest yeah. caves in You yeah. break all their ribs Their whole chest is concave Yeah You know Like you've got to be fit To survive that yeah. A, lot of, a lot of old people we go to, they have a thing called a DNR, do not resuscitate, because they won't... You'll kill them. You, well, they're already dead, yeah, but, but yeah, you're you, just, you, you're just going to smash them to pieces, you know? Yeah. That's like, crazy to think about. Um, it's it's a brutal about thing. The chest CPR, as like a bouncy, like, like a spring boy, BLS, you know I mean? ALS is a brutal thing. Think brutal frail thing. old lady, it's not like that, is it? It's I mean, a frail if you old lady and you do, she's going to smash. If yeah. paramedics can't get a vein to get adrenaline in, they'll drill into you to get it. They'll drill into your bone to get it. Wow. With an Did IO you have drill. Did you have to do that? What's that? Did you ever I've, have I've to do say, that? I, I, I'm not that level to do that. Oh, okay. But my crewmate does it. And she's have you ever it. given an adrenaline shot? No, because I'm... That's also another person's that's job? That's another person's job, yeah. Okay. When that, you gonna be qualified for that shit? I don't want to do that. Oh. It's too much. I can't. I can't balance that. Much. It's a lot of. A, it's like three years off. of like. It's like three years on top of the hours already do, and I'm exhausted from the hours already. No, doing. that's that's. You know, I, I, I told Joe the guy at work was choking once. Yeah. An Irish guy. He was eating a fucking raw tomato. Yeah. His name was Mickey McGuire. He's the weirdest guy ever. Talks real slow. He, he, I like when, when we order uh, coffee, he always says, I'll have a bagel unheated. <laughs> Instead of just saying just a bagel. You don't have to say unheated, yeah. you dummy. But anyway, he was eating a raw tomato. Next thing I know, I turn around, he's sitting on a bucket. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, what's wrong with Mickey? And I'm working with this Jamaican dude. And uh, Rufus is his name. And I'm like, yo, Rufus, Mickey's choking. Rufus started going, brruh, da, brruh. I swear, I'm not like, I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like, Mickey, what are you choking? On? What's going on? So I get behind Mickey. I'm doing a thing. Did a high yeah. Mick. Then yeah. I'm, it's not working. I'm like, yeah. make yourself throw up. Put your fingers in your mouth. And he is, and nothing's happening. He's going purple. Yeah. Rufus runs down. He brings back an electrician. And he don't know what's going on. I started punching Mickey in his back. back. Yep. And I swear, I was hitting him so hard, I yep. was feeling bad. Yep. And then it came out, and it was like, it looked. I thought. I thought his insides were coming out, but it was the tomato. It was like this long skin of the tomato. Oh, and he's yeah. pulling it out of his mouth, yeah. and I, but I thought it was like a long. Thought or it was something. his yeah. stomach, and you oh. broke his stomach loose. <laughs> and then I said, "Mickey, you're right." And he said, "It was a tomato." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Holy yeah. shit! See, that's the first. That's the go-to. Is the the back slap? Yeah, but like yeah, you said, part, it's you not even a slap. It's like yeah. a palm strike. Like you need to hit. If he didn't stop man. me, I would have broke ribs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After yeah. A while. But, yeah, like, but you're gonna save the guy's life. So yeah. It's like diet or have a few bruises and broken ribs. I had, I had to do that in a restaurant to an old woman. What? Yeah, I mean, yeah. E, Honda, yeah. e Honda hand slaps. I had to do it to an old woman in a restaurant sitting right next to me. And I wasn't looking at her. I was I, I was turned away from her. Yep. And uh, it was a bunch of family at the table, you know what I mean? And yeah. so the person across from me started yelling at me, like, yo, oh. And it was like, a, it was almost like an annoyance like yeah. I, I wasn't really yeah. hearing him. I was just Shocking. annoyed for some yeah. reason, and I turned like what? Yeah. And then I looked 
to my <laughs> what he was frantic about, and the person sitting next to me, an old woman, was choking on something. Yeah, and it was yeah. a big drool thing coming out of her mouth. Ugh, gross, I had lady. To, uh, <laughs> I didn't know what to do, so I yeah, I started punching her in the back. It's yeah. just like, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You're saving her life. Punching her back. And I'm like, oh my god, like I, f- I can't punch you, like it's someone that I love, you know what I mean? I love her yeah. dearly. And I tried doing a Heimlich, and then I started slapping on the back, and then eventually something came out. It was like a, whatever, yeah. fistful of macaroni yeah. or something. I mean, we did one recently that we, I was pretty pleased with actually, which was a baby. Explain. A baby. I can't talk too much about it because it's gonna go legal. Because is there was, is there yeah. like a documentation act so uh, co- confidentiality yeah. thing where you can't talk about these things? Yeah, and also I don't I don't want to really you know like not in public. It's all right. I know the one, feeling. But it's hard to talk about yourself as a hero like we are. No, before this tour, you did fifty hours in three days. No, ninety wow. hours in six days. Man. Ninety hours in six days. Fuck man. Yeah, that's I don't a, think there's a job that could pay me enough to do that. Yeah, that's serious. It's not a job that you do for money, though. That's not a job you do for money. I don't think it's a they job are, you they do. Don't pay you. What's that? They don't <laughs> <pay> you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's not. It's not. That's not a job no, that yeah, you do it, that can't be for the cash. It can't drive, be your motivation. Yeah. It can't be. Yeah, I'm genuinely interested in the job. Yeah, you know, you know yeah, you have to be a certain type of person because yeah. I cannot do that job. I know it. In my bones. People say that, that to me all the time, but that's me. nonsense. Anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. I want you guys. What did you do for um, work experience in school? Cut. I, I think that's nuts. <laughs> what did you? Yeah. See. Yeah. This set me up well because when I was like, oh, how old were we? 14, 15? 14. Fourteen. I saw an autopsy when I was fourteen. I was working at an autopsy uh, of my work experience. Did, did you do wow. work experience? Do you do no. work experience? No, you don't. So, the school they send you to work for a week for or two, two weeks, in the UK just weeks. to get used to the work. You get world. to choose what you want to do. Sounds like a good idea, but no. You're not allowed to get paid. You just autopsy. go there. I worked yeah. in a fucking tyre place, <laughs> fitting yeah. tyres on cars. Well, I didn't ask to go there. I wanted to go to a vet because I originally wanted to be a vet. Yeah. And they were like, no, you can't. They, they came back and went, you can't do a vets, but we can put you in a pathology department in the hospital. So I was like, okay, whatever. So I went there and the guy's like, one day the, the, the head doctor there is like, you look really interested in this stuff. Tomorrow. Do you love dead people, little boy? <laughs> He's like, do you fancy, like, we're doing an autopsy tomorrow. Do you fancy, like, sitting in on it? What so I was like, oh, yeah, fuck? of course, of course. I would so never dream of doing that now, man. But the thing, is, the thing is, I think it was, yeah, I don't think that was a legal thing to do, to be honest. I don't think that was a legal thing. I don't think so either. But I was very, very lucky. Very did, did lucky. Did it bother you at all? Um, no, it was interesting. Huh. Was Jimmy Savile doing charity work there? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's no, a, a well-known uh, yeah, child molester, uh, by the way, right? Yeah, our yeah, audience, yeah. I don't know, you know, a very, our, very our American pretty. audience is going to have to look up Jimmy Savile, is it? Yeah. Or don't look up Jimmy Savile, because the guy's a horror English English pedophiles. Yeah, black mark. Yeah, I just want to say Jimmy Savile's a scumbag, so we're not... Well, oh, he's come dead, on, he's dead. We don't know if it's true. If you... Like yeah. Bill Cosby, we don't know if that's true. <laughs> Do you know what? I can't get the picture no. out of my head. Of Jimmy Savile? No, of Joe punching that old woman in the back. Oh, it was brutal, man. <laughs> you, saved was, life, I, I you saved her life, though. I guess I did, technically, did. but it was... Joe, you're technically. A I felt terrible reality, afterwards. you saved her life. I felt terrible afterwards because her back was all bruised, and well, she's yeah. like, you know, she's Would old, she rather man. be dead? No, I guess not. No? She's walking around now without bruises? If you're going to die... Die with a mouthful of macaroni. That's what I say. You know what I mean? 
You know, you know what, what fellas? <laughs> that nearly happened to me once on tour. It was, it was pasta, not macaroni, though. But I, I do remember choking to death and... On stage? Every, everybody was laughing at on me. On stage? All these heroes no, in the band. The all these heroes in the band. And everybody was just standing there laughing at me. What happened? <laughs> pasta gate. They call it pasta gate. <laughs> I'll tell you what happened. Uh, I'll tell you what, my man ate loads of pasta. And we yeah. were gathering at the end of the show with these guys in uh, Cologne in Germany to do the group photo. Uh. And Pierre's lying on the stage. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh. <laughs> look at Pierre. You know what it was? I was, I was like, he's fucking choking. Tip. I tipped him over and he went, loads of plastic. Oh, <laughs> shit. And he went, on stage. You are, bro. He went, yeah, man, I'm going to go have a spliff. <laughs> wow. You know you oldest man in your life. I do, and that, that wasn't the first time. That's the third time. And what were you doing at the time, Nicky? Were yeah, you just Nikki, waiting you for the autopsy? Laugh I was laughing. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> my night off. We were literally taking a crew photo with all the bands that played that night, and I just I just chucked a whitey, basically, and I just fainted and fell backwards. Pasta. I don't think I was in the room. That was it. And obviously, I was choking because I'd eaten all this pasta before we played because I was It'd so hungry. Yeah. And I ate it too quickly. I ate it too quickly, so it all come out fully formed, but it was a lot of it, like... I'll be, I'll be honest, it was quite funny because his eyes were kind of, as he was choking, his eyes were fluttering really fast. Do you know so what? It was like know, a, he was pretty smooth. And he it was, was like, like a fucking water fountain. He was lying there. He just got oh, all this passion. It just coming, man. It kept coming. Imagine if he died over yeah. that. And the guy in Germany is like, somebody going to clean my stage. Pierre, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better go mop this shit up, mate. Yo, if he died over that, though, you couldn't even get, like, raise money because it's such a goofy well, How would a GoFundMe be? <laughs> Oh, uh, could we? Uh, uh, could everyone feel bad for us? Our singer choked to death on pasta <laughs> during a photo. <laughs> that would have been, been kept in in the in the in the team. Yeah, I think we'd have put out a different shit. story. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he had a fight with twenty five geezers and then they got yeah. the better of him. It was a shootout. Yeah, yeah. it was a shootout, not pasta. Yeah. He saved the queen. <laughs> oh my god! Are oh, you guys queen fans? The queen, queen the, 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 the No, the, uh, the queen, the woman. No, no, no. Oh, nah, not really. Because oh, yeah, I remember your friend, uh, Nice Guy Phil, the big queen fan. Yeah. I didn't know if, some, if that was yeah. normal. Most people don't care at all. Some I don't think people, most people care, to be honest. No. Some people do. I think... We were... For the queen, you know, there's people that are highly... Um, they're on the side of the royals. Yeah. People, some people cool. get really offended. My, my there's other people that are yeah. against if the royals. You the queen. Know? But I, I don't think, to me... They're just there. I don't hate them. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not going to wave my Union Jack on Buckingham Palace Road and... Here comes, here she comes! <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, I, I couldn't care less. Well, As an institution, it's ridiculous. Yeah, of course. cool though, right? It's a little song. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Americans love the, the royal family, right? I mean, they, they get Some to, people do. I, they get to I remember in. the funeral of Princess Diana. That was a big deal. Was all over to everybody stopped work and watching the that funeral of Princess Diana. Yeah, there was like mass hypnosis or something. It was ridiculous. Even the wedding of this last, what was the last big wedding they did? The the prince, uh, whatever. Uh, William, probably, right? Prince William? Yeah, what was the, yeah. the, wife, the, the um, his wife's name? What's that? Oh, Kate. Uh, is yeah, that yeah, Kate? Yeah. Kate. Yeah, yeah. We were actually in England when that happened. Oh, right, right, yeah. right, yeah. It oh, was right. like a, it was a big fucking deal, man. Oh, shit. When the Queen Mum was due, well, about f I used to work in scaffolding, right? So about five years before the Queen Mum died, there was already the route 
and the scaffold towers for the TV cameras and everything was in place five years before she died. So when she died, this thing, you know, this trigger got pressed and everybody goes to work and sets up the funeral straight away. Everyone knows their jobs, everyone knows what they've got to do, know where they've got to be. And I forget the name of it, it was called Operation Something, but our company was already employed, paid wow. up front to put these scaffold towers up on the day of the funeral, but have that week to set it all up. And it was organised slick, like five years before mm. her death. When she died, everyone was like, right, Operation Mama. Everyone so out two o'clock in the morning, she, whatever, you'll go to work. She's on her way out. This is what we have to do the day she oh, dies. She was on her way out for it's years. It's all paid, yeah. Do you know what I hear yeah. about the royal families? Like, the Queen Mother, she she must have had about five hip replacements. I was just going to say that, replacement. yeah. I was going to say, if me, still, got, if me or you got sick, if, if my hip's worn and it's bad, and they'll, they'll and give me a walking stick or a frame. If so you're a certain you age and, like, your hip goes, that's it. Yeah, if the Queen Mum has a hip problem, give her a new one. Give her a new Stick one. Stick a new one I in used there. to work mm-hmm. uh, cleaning the streets on Oxford Street and Regent Street, two big roads in um, the centre of London. And uh, there's a lot of, like, posh shops on it. And uh, one of the princess, princesses, Princess Margaret, I think it was, was coming to this tyre shop on Regent Street to buy a tyre for her husband. I had to stand there for five hours picking up every single bit of litter that was dropped in just outside that just outside that shop because she wasn't allowed to see any litter on the street wow. fucking bollocks man so uh, uh, anyone walked along the street dropped a bit of litter dropped a cigarette butt on the floor I had to run up and pick it up yeah. for like five hours and she never even turned up she never even turned up cunt yep <laughs> yo how about Diana she, was, a, she wasn't even at home I like Diana yeah, we he signed her book, didn't that, you? Know? He signed uh, her book. Yeah, I got Diana. I actually queued for fifth. About that. Like, you know, people act like she was this beauty. Yeah, she was average. Yeah. I don't get the Diana thing at all, man. Kate. I don't get the royal thing at all, to be honest. I don't get it. I yeah, just don't nah, get yeah, it. Yeah, I understand. That's, that's weird Do you thing. believe in any of those conspiracy theories around what, uh, no, Diana? Like lizards or something. <laughs> oh, how about that? You think it's possible they're part lizards? No, no, no. No. I'm a realist, man. Not even like half. You know what? I think it's interesting that... What's it? Harry is a, is actually getting out of a girl that's of mixed race. I didn't oh, think that's a new I, development, right? I didn't think the royal family had any. It's a new time. We must. She might end up dead in a car crash. You don't know. What is she part of? She Can part you imagine black that? No, white? What's that? What's what's her? She, uh, I think her mum's black. Okay. Is she American. She's American, I believe. Meghan Markle. That so they'll be having jerk chicken at Christmas and the she crema- got, yeah. She got a big old coolie or what? She's, she's kind of like, Wait, Queenie, you gotta try this. <laughs> Lizzie, Lizzie, try my chicken. Lizzie, come over here. <laughs> no, uh, that's my that's that's Jotham's grandmother voice. I do the imitation of Jotham's grandmother. But uh I don't know what she looks like. That's a, I saw somebody wrote about it. I don't really it, know what she looks like. But I'm not like. sure she is. I don't really follow it. She's pretty. They're keeping her on the deal from the media because she made an appearance at some, uh, what's it, that um, the ex-servicemen um, Olympic thing, the ones that are... Uh, oh, yeah, Invictus games. Invictus games, yeah. Invictus games, games, yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. he supports that. Yeah, yeah that's his thing, right? background yeah. sort of thing, you know what I mean? But... Yeah, they weren't yeah. making it too efficient. Listen, you guys got to step up with it. We already had a black president. We're way ahead of the times. <laughs> now um, you got a complete good You haven't had a woman president. Now we got a Nazi had... president. Now yeah. Yeah. Listen, you can't have a woman president. We've had two women you prime ministers. Have a We've woman had two fucking crazy ones. President. You yeah. can have a crazy man, but you can't have a woman president. Because <laughs> she will be crazy at some point. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Joe, you don't agree? <laughs> He's taking the fifth no, on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, okay, uh, any of you guys live with a girl? Yeah, I'm married. Okay, you married, you married. I'm no. not married, but... You yeah. live with her, you married? You live with the no. broad? 
You're married, live with the broad. Okay. Imagine she's president. Okay. You understand now? I don't even know your girls, but they're all different. Imagine they're president. Do you understand the problems that will arise just in this case of four? I, Chris, you, you, you live with your girl. Joe, you live with your wife. Imagine they're president. Okay. Will any of you, though you don't answer, would any of you vote for that person? Exactly. I've got to say I, yes, or my I, wife will kill me. I'm so gonna say <laughs> no. I can't. I I know what you're saying, oh. and you are right, mostly. But if you relate it to other things that, let let's say, uh, a man, a restaurant manager type of position, or a uh, mm -hmm. a boardroom CEO type of position. Yeah. Very capable of handling those jobs. I'm uh, sure. Also, they're easy jobs. I, I, I'm thinking <laughs> what, it might trans. I'm sure there's people out there who could do it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about the president. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm sure there's. I'm sure she exists. Okay. Yeah. Maybe if you find your average crazy. If you, you nearly had one. You nearly had one. Didn't you? If you find oh, yeah, the right close. lesbian, you could probably find <laughs> a suitable woman for the job. But other, the, the average wife, girlfriend. Nakutati not shading Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Oh, listen, lesbians are very efficient, very organized, strong world. That very they, committed. Hard workers. Their relationships, they commit. Lesbians 100%. are very logical. But they're lesbians. So, yes, we can find a lesbian. But I just gave the example. Your wife, your girlfriend, your girlfriend, your wife, your girlfriend. You live with a girl? Nate's here for a reason. Okay. Exactly. Would you want her to be president? Don't answer. Thank you. <laughs> he shook his head no. <laughs> I was That's working just... for a company once, and uh, they said that we didn't recruit enough diversity mm. in our company. We must start recruiting more and I'm thinking well yeah that's fine that's good yeah. but I like to think that you recruit the right person for the job no matter what they are Yeah. so in my branch at SGB Edmonton we had just me Nick a couple of others all working together basically white men that's mm. what it is and I got told Racist. off that our disabled toilet was being used as a cupboard we weren't allowed to use it as a cupboard and also we had to recruit more diversity so I was pissed off one day and I wrote an email back saying, right, okay, you're going to get your wish. I'm going to empty the cupboard. I'm going to go out there and take on a, a black disabled lesbian and make sure she starts Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, not for nothing, you could, I mean, when people are forcing diversity, yeah. it, it, you can't help who shows up for the job. No, exactly. That's one thing. No. I mean, yeah. scaffold is traditionally white working class. Yeah, like, yeah. like. Um, but now, if if you could show that they're intentionally not hanging, uh, hiring other people that are showing up and qualified, yeah, then there's a problem. Then there's a problem. But if people aren't showing up for the yeah. job, then in America we have a college, right? That is uh, affirmative action college, yeah. and you guys know that term. Yeah, yeah. But now, guess what they're doing? They raised the standard. Well, they lowered the standard for minorities to get in. But for one particular standard, Asians, they raised it because so many were getting in, and it seems so easily. Yeah, right. right. That's so, not white to me. Is, yeah, that's yes. that's, and and we all say affirmative action is good, and I always say it's good. But then all of a sudden, when it's practiced for years, then you see how loopholes and yeah. weird situations could like who would ever thought that they would okay now okay we have it lowered for minorities, but this one particular one. Oh, you got it too easy. We're gonna raise it for you. Mm. Like it's got to be either one Isn't way that or discrimination in yes. itself, though. Totally, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. But they're like, that, at a that's actual 
reverse racism. Yeah. Well, but a lot of people have a twisted version of what reverse racism means, but that's but then actual that. in practice reverse right. racism. Okay, so it's reverse racism because they raised it to the standard of the average white person. So is it racism against the average white person? It's racist. Well, it's unfair to the um, the whole point of affirmative action is to give people a leg up who yes. are the, who are the real numbers aren't yeah. represented. Exactly. Yeah. So, is there a should there be like a cutoff point, a tipping point where you say, okay, affirmative action is no longer needed, or affirmative action is no longer needed for Asians? Yeah. It's hard. That's I have a, no idea. Yeah, that's a crazy yeah, well, thing. I think they need to like, tackle. Who, who the can reason. make that call? They need to tackle yeah. the reason why people yeah. from the black community community. Yeah. I, mean, I, think yeah. now, I think we've learned a lot more. So, like I said earlier in school, they, they presumed that I was stupid because I was trying to drum something into me that I just wasn't interested in. Yeah. I didn't care. I knew what I wanted to do, and it weren't that. And even even in music, like in music class, they'd say, you know, I was genuinely interested in music. So I'd go to music class, and the teacher would say, "Play me a middle C on the piano." I was like, "Well, I don't really know where that is. Get out." Oh, you know, yeah. and it's like, oh, now I can't even do music yeah, either. That's what, what I want to do. Yeah. So I think now we've learned a lot. I mean, my nephew's uh, eight and he's at school and they, they try to find your interests. They'll say, if a kid's really homing in for something and they're going to be good at that, then they'll build, okay, listen, if you want to be a professional musician, you're going to have to learn maths because you're going to have to learn how to count your merchandise. You're going to have to make sure your manager's not ripping you off. Or, you know, they mm. build it in. Like all the kids now who are famous rappers, they learn to, if you want to be a famous rapper, you're going to have to learn your accounts. You know, you don't want someone else doing it. You want to learn that. Or you want to learn how to speak good English. Or, you you know, you're going to be in Germany, so you better learn German. And they've got a way now of making you fucking hell, yeah, I better learn wow. that. You know, whereas before with me, it was like, you learn that or get out. And you're like, well, I, want, I don't need it. Mm. Even it's, from younger age now, the thing it, that's very popular is a Montessori, Montessori um, form of education. Is that homeschool? What is that? It's um, child-led learning. Child-led learning. As far as I can understand, because obviously I'm just sending my um, son to um, nursery now and um, checking out a few different nurseries uh, recently, then obviously they, they have their own kind of way of um, educating kids or helping them to learn the basics because these are kids starting from zero to three. And um, yeah, it seems like the, the big thing now is uh, Montessori schools. I'm not exactly sure the ins and outs of... Um, the basis of the methods that they're teaching but um so you guys have that then you have when you're like in elementary school they're already trying to look for stuff you're interested in yeah by the time you get to secondary school the primary school will be telling the secondary school <clears throat> or, or pr pretty much the kid is going to be telling the secondary school where they where they want to go in life if a kid is age 10 and says i want to be an architect then they'll help you be that now. They'll, wow. they'll tailor it to what you want to do yeah but, we don't do we do any in america nothing like that i bet there's there, there might be charter schools that Privates do things maybe, like that, yeah. private schools, but your public, Our school, public school definitely does not just, do that. It, it doesn't matter what you want to be. You're going to learn these things, and you have to get certain grades at these things, and then you move on. So for me, on. I just don't have kids, and then I don't have to worry about any of it. Yeah. You know what you I mean? I, all my mates who've got kids, they've got a, a photo in their wallet where their money used to be. Yeah. That's you know <laughs> true. Uh, right now, my son is at a, a grade. He's a sixth grade. And he is pretty much beyond in math. I can't help him anymore. I do not know the shit he's bringing home. They I changed all the math in America. Yeah, it's completely different, and I can't help him. Science, he's doing shit that I never, I didn't do in high school, like chemistry shit that I never did in high school. I can't help him with that. I can help him with English. I can help him with his. Uh, he has like a creative writing class that he does. I can help him with that imagination type of things. You know what I mean? But 
That's it. Yeah. He, he's even in a music class. I can't help him with music because I don't know how to read music. Yeah. Even though I travel the world playing yeah. music, I don't know shit about music. Yeah, yeah. I just know how to sing my my songs. You know yeah. what I mean? I think the thing is, you know, as a father, even though you can't help with the actual topic, you you would probably still show an interest and try and work it out with him. You know what I mean? Whereas my dad would be just like, I, I couldn't, I don't know what the fuck, I don't know what that is. You're on your own, bruv. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I, we still, like, I, I was, I had to go up to my bunk early a couple times on this little run so far just because he had something he needed to show me for school and I have to, like, try to work it out over FaceTime, yeah. you know, or text messages and see if I can give him a hand because, but it's, it's, definitely difficult they changed a lot of the school stuff right even terms and math yep but, but the, he, they don't he doesn't have anything going on like the english people do where they're guiding him into a no, field no not at all it's is basically a real thing? this is a little bit of everything uh, uh. that exists out there yeah. learn yeah. a little bit of everything I that's, mean, that's, if that's i had a kid all i could really do is teach him how to be a cool motherfucker because that's all <laughs> i know <laughs> Pelbu, that's all i know <laughs> <laughs> You heard? But That's nah, not a bad tactic. Kids. That's Nicky, not a bad kids? tactic. No. Okay, Nicky don't got kids. The three kids. you do. No, I ain't got kids. No, oh, no just, just, uh... So just two kids. <laughs> yeah, I'm too responsible Two for kids, kids and one kid, two kids? Yeah, one daughter. Yeah. One daughter. Is it rough having a daughter? I love it. I love it, but yeah. Uh, how about that story we talked about last night? Can we tell that to the people? What story was that? Ah. Uh, <laughs> what story is that? I can't remember. The car, the stepfather... Some guy told us a good story last night. We shouldn't say it. We want to blow the guy's spot up. But uh, no kids. You ever gonna have kids, Ray? Maybe. Maybe one day. Would you rather have a son or a daughter? Um, I'd rather a son. Yeah, how about you, Nicky, if you had a kid? I'd rather have a son to carry the bloodline on. Yes! Yeah. With his fight jacket on sons. and his shaved two head. Sons. The way you said, yeah. I wish that was on tape right there. <laughs> I'd rather have a son to carry the bloodline there. Two sons. Two. An heir and a spare. An heir and a spare. You've got to have case. two sons, right? But I'm 41 now, so there's, there's the, yeah, the you chance. Yeah, you see Yeah, like the chance of me having kids <laughs> is diminishing by the day. It's what we shoot. You're shooting knuckle dust. You're shooting cowboy yeah, I have a kid. Well, the thing dad. is, I still think I am a kid. I really do. I still think I'm a so lot younger I. than I. Am. I'm 41 years old, but I feel 20. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm like, you know, my friends are like, oh, I'm, I'm me and my girl are having a baby, and my first instant reaction is like, fuck off, you keeping it? You know what <laughs> I mean? I'm like, like a <laughs> kid reacts. Yeah, like, yeah. You know so what? Going, oh, congratulations, bro. You know what I mean? My yeah. first. I, I mean, I don't come out with that, but my yeah. first thought in my head is, oh, he's done. He's done. I think, and I've had this conversation with a lot of people, and it's caused arguments. But I think people like yourself that don't have, what, that don't want to have kids will regret it when you get to like 50, 55. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you why, because right now you're living, you can go out, do what you want. But when you're 50, you can't be hitting the clubs and, you know. and, yeah. no, but that's, and why, I, that's why I probably would have a kid now, because if I was going to have uh, a kid now, I'd be a, I'd be a lot more responsible. If I had a kid when I was 20, mm. that kid wouldn't have seen much of me. Yeah, before yeah, you know what I mean? But now, kid, I would dedicate my whole time. Hunchback or something. I think you know you know what what mean? Mean? You'd be having a quasi mother <laughs> Jeez. I'd still love him, Richie. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> the kids could be ringing a bell for a little. <laughs> My dear little quasi. Dad. No, you're right. When, when people get older, they're going to not have that fulfillment and their 
former fulfillments, interest will be done. That's what I was I thinking, think yeah. Right. But then yeah. you got people like Vinny Stigman that still... He's got kids, though. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that. Yeah. He's the best got... of both worlds. He got a half Chinese kid, Vinny Lee, calls him. Oh, shit. Yeah. I never knew that. Lives My bad. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's like probably 18 and 19 uh, yeah, now, he's right? Be, he's yeah. like an older kid, yeah. yeah. Nah, now I respect to that, then. If I was to have kids, uh, things would have to change. Yes. And I'd be ready to change it now at this age. What would change? Yeah, no. It's not like, what, what, what would he you change? He would not be out here, all right, while his kid's at home. Like, what are your kids doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> you irresponsible sickos. Exactly right. I if I had a kid, I'd be next to him right now. <laughs> That's the thing. I think your life don't stop because you have kids, man. It, it changes. No, nah, but my, my, my life's party, always... But you can still... My life and my, my girlfriend at the moment, we're spontaneous. We'll just say, right, we're, we're going to go away for a couple of days or something. Yeah, just, just do it. That just, will change. That will change. That will change. Yeah. But it just means you've got to plan it a bit better, that's all. And yeah, but most people stuff. in life can't do that, Ray. I can't do that. I can't just go, I'm going away for two days. I can't do that. Yeah. Most even people that, in life yeah, haven't right. got the... <laughs> you can't, most people can't do that. You know, just go on a whim, oh, I'm going to go away for a couple of days. Who the, can do uh, that? No one can do that. The thing is, you can do whatever the fuck you feel like doing if you have the... If you have your situation set up to do that. Yeah, if you manage so your time you right, kid, then yeah. If you have a kid with the right person and it's the right type of situation, support system, you can do a lot of things that you would imagine would be impossible. So It's all about proper planning. It's proper planning and a little bit of luck. A lot of things can happen. What do you do about having a kid in the first place? Uh, yes, without but even w- and the, without the proper planning. Yeah. Yeah. But Ray, when you're 50 years old, you're gonna see on Facebook, Weemus, he's getting in. He's you know his son is pushing him in a wheelchair. And he's you know he's laughing, yeah. and you're gonna be there. You can't even wipe your own fucking ass. <laughs> yeah, and you're on your and own. You're gonna say, "Where's my ass wiper? Where's my nose blower?" Where's my cleaner fucking guy to do my dishes? I got nothing. <laughs> I'll employ someone. You should have a Whoa. fucking kid. Boy, well, this guy's like Ebenezer over here. Ebenezer's cool. <laughs> I'll employ someone. <laughs> Jeez. He's going to employ Weemus' son is what he's going to say. <laughs> no, Weemus' daughter. I do what? I do what? How old? She's six. She's going to be six. Seven. Six going on 18. How old Anthony? 11. Yeah, he's 12 for All right. Ah, He's already got a... Uh, he's well, already spoken later for. on in life, maybe. He's a very nice kid, though. If you ever move to the U.S., this guy's a classy kid. He treated a girl right. Yeah, yeah, yeah he seems like a very nice boy, man. Right? Very good yeah, boy. Yeah, gentleman. Yeah, yeah. A little seems gentleman. Like he's he's been brought up. Yeah. He's been brought up right. Joe a great right. job with the kid. Been brought up You're right. You're going to see the kids around where we live. They're fucking insane. They're nuts. Where we live, too. Mopeds. Acid attacks. Yeah, we're the kids probably also like that, too. Damn. Animals. Yeah. Acid attacks. Where do you get acid? How do you even... Just buy it in the store. Basically, you can go in. You can go into a supermarket, buy us bleach some cleaning materials mix it together and you've got acid they buy it you know like to unblock the sink you pour like these oh, bottles of shit there. it's yeah. got caustic acid in it and stuff like that so they mix it with bleach and other things put it in a bowl and you got a deadly and they weapon. just throw it on your face and run away laughing so if they, if they, they don't wa- run away they drive away on the little moped cowardly so man. now if they, if, they want, if they want your phone rather than just punching you they'll be the fucking throw acid in your fucking face it gives them a bit and more time because you're going ah fucking scumbags man while you're screaming and you're paying, you know. I'll put a fucking mousetrap in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I might be screaming and yelling, but you're going to get your finger hurt. Yeah. Your finger's going to hurt for 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got to melt that face for the rest of your life. Fucking acid attack is brutal. Wow, that's yeah. brutal. You guys yeah, are for, cruel, For the American man, people shit. at home, a lot of our right-wing friends, very conservatives, who are under the impression that London is in lockdown, held hostage to Sharia law. <laughs> no yeah. walk zones. Yeah. 
You get here, you get beat up by a bunch of guys with beards. Going, <laughs> <laughs> Tell us that little story, Nikki, about uh, about the media Fox and how they News. tried to spin your street. Well, it wasn't actually Fox News. It was a British paper called the Daily Mail. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they did an article on my road, my street, said it was, you couldn't go down there because it was Sharia law, you couldn't drink on the street, you know, white people can't walk down the street. This is my street. That's I live the street on you it. live on. I live on. And have right. lived on for... And I have lived on for 10 years, yeah. okay? And I've never ever seen any of this nonsense they're Incredible. talking about now. It's just media nonsense. So it's just if, blatant if they lies. that street... That's their best example that they could find us. Maybe there was an incident or something like. There wasn't even an incident. Like so, there's the, the main problem. Street, the main problem on, on my street is there's two gangs. It's like the border of two gangs. So there's a lot of that nonsense, and um, like social problems. Yeah. Street drinkers. Like I've, city problems. City problems. Normal yeah. city problems. Yeah. Like not Sharia law. Like. The Polish dudes drinking on the corner will not stand for that. They just would not stand so for a load of guys. So you have a lot of, of Polish immigrants also on the street. Yeah, yeah, a lot of Polish. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And we have a little park just by us, which is full of drunk Polish dudes. So it's all, all right wing propaganda. Yeah. In other words, fake news. I mean, some of it, obviously, obviously, there's a problem, as we were discussing sure, yesterday. Sure. Yeah. But the, the media make it out to be like the world's going to end tomorrow. But like which we were just talking nonsense. about acid attacks to clear it up at home. Yeah. I would. Before I talk to you guys, if I heard of an acid attack, I would immediately put it uh, in yeah. the category of, of Islamic uh, terrorism, uh, honor, honor, killing, honor, and, uh, honor yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That. Me I mean, that's, this is gang it warfare. Did, basically. It did, it did, it did, I think killing, it did start with that. Honor killing. Yeah. Yeah. It did start with maybe that. the idea came from there. Yeah, yeah possibly. And, and, and yeah. now it's street kids. Now it's just yeah. 15 year old kids on mopeds robbing you for your, yeah. your okay. wallet or your watch yeah. or yeah. whatever. I just knew that that you know the term ad in London. Yeah, yeah. People I mean, that. I'm trying to say that. I think that's where it came from. Is you know the the honor the honor kind of thing. The Islamic kind of honor honor. Phone statue. That's that's the big one as well. Yeah. People just going past. Bye-bye. Yeah. Come on, split second down the road. Yo, we're All these Beats headphones, you know, they got like a jack lead in them. Yeah. They just... I've Yo, seen the, someone do that. The most expensive yeah. thing we got on us is our phone at all times. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You've yeah. got our whole lives on it. Yeah. $700,000, $900,000, $1,100, yeah. you know, that's, that's yeah. the average price of these fucking things. They'd rather have that than your wallet. Yeah. You and if they, can cro- if they can get into it, they've got your bank account details, they've got your personal yeah. life, your email, they've yeah. got everything. Your dick pics. Everything. <laughs> yeah. They've yeah. the got all your pictures out. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. If, uh, man, if acid attacks ever cross the fucking Atlantic, Jesus. I heard of it happening in Canada once, but it was an Islamic thing. It was a father that did it to his daughter. Yeah, I think way back. Personally, that's, that's think, acceptable. But if street yeah. gangs start doing it, Jesus, I yeah. think it. I think it might be a Jungle. bit of a trend in 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 London. Maybe I think the yeah. trend might just die out. Hopefully I don't know because it's know. it's a lot of work. It came off the back of the police operation to catch everybody with knives. Yeah. So they done a mad swoop on all the gangs, took all their knives away, give them a ticket. So they had to adapt. So they're like, well, yeah. what are we going to do? I've got to have a weapon. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, there's not many guns in England, so if yeah. you, maybe a gang's got one gun between them. Yeah. You know, and then everybody's carrying their mum's kitchen knife. Yeah. So that, there was lot, there's lots of stabbings in London all the time. So stabbing's the way you're going to die if you're in a gang. So they come around and swooped everyone's knives. They said, well, we've got to have something. So they improvised. They're like, yeah. right, they, they, put it in about, you know. they put it in water guns. They put it in water guns. Yeah, we'll look yeah. at the acid. We'll put it in water guns. So yeah. ch- ch- and then that shit gets in your eye. You're, bl- you're blind. That's it. You're done. Yeah, you're blind. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're done. Yeah, and if it doesn't, if it just hits your face, you're just horribly scarred. Yeah, yeah. fuck. If I, if I squirt you with some of that shit from the gun and just a couple of splashes here, it will bubble up, burn that where the splash was. They so you're say in trouble, if you even pour water on it, 
then you can get away with no scarving, but you need a hell of, hell of a lot of water, yeah. like 80 liters of water. Yeah, immediately yeah. a hell of a you lot. You better hope you get an acid attack by a fountain. Yeah, yeah. you just dip yeah. your head in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's brutal. You know what? They should just make a super insane, real stiff penalty for anybody that does that. I think they're going to soon. I think they're going to. I think they're going to, yeah. And they're, they're, yeah. they're going to ban the sale of it, you know. Because that kind there's of thing. literally no excuse to have that on you. So if you're caught with that. No. The yeah. thing is, our government, they move so slow. Yeah. When shit happens, it just takes forever and a day before they do anything about Listen, it. Listen, imagine you, you get caught with acid and you say, right, you're going down for 10 years now, you've got caught with a bottle of acid. Yeah. What's your lawyer going to say? He's, no, he's a toilet cleaner. Yeah. He, well, he needed it on him. Yeah, he, but you need to get out of that. Yeah. We, we come up with a story and get you out of yeah, that. Yeah, you could try. We can use I mean. someone as coach. Oh, come yeah, on. Yeah, a little acid. You guys like to bust up acid bed, bath right? yeah. and a water gun, clean them toilets up nice. Could have used that this morning. Why? What happened? What I missed? Uh, uh, no comment. Uh, <laughs> uh, yo, uh, me, and, me and Luke are really upset. We woke up. We're very excited to go get schnitzel. Turns schnitzel. out we go on Facebook. Everybody's eating schnitzel without us. Yeah. I, but yeah. we had woke up I was like offended. probably two yeah. hours before you did. Well, couldn't you give us a heads up, a text yeah. message, a little Knock tap on, on the, the old door. Uh, bunk there? Right. <laughs> Nikki woke up crying. Luke yeah, was I was upset. very, very upset. I was devastated. Schnitzel was fucking lovely. It looked great. Oh, can I just um, promote Figgle Mueller? <laughs> Figgle Mueller. Great care of us Best today. Best schnitzel in Vienna. Schnitzel. Uh, yeah, cool. That's their car. That's uh, nice. Yeah, this is for you. We got you that. Thanks. Next time uh, you come. So listen, we're getting the red light from Chris. Yeah, taste it. Lick, it. Lick the card. You can taste the schnitzel. <laughs> you can smell the schnitzel on there. Yeah, we're getting the red light from Chris here. Knuckle Dust, thank you guys so much thank for doing so the podcast. Much. Thank it's you, been man. It's an honor to be on here. We really appreciate it. Th- uh, four more shows, including tonight. We do. Most respect and, uh, and blessings to you both. Thank you, brother. All three of you. Three of you. Yeah, come on, man. And Silent what? man in the corner. Silent Chris Mabramatis. He's our friend Pelbu. His, he's interested in coming to the U.S. with his other band, Bondamau. He just played me seven songs that have no lyrics on it, and it's fucking amazing. It sounds like like Sepultura Arise and wow. The Haunted made me do it mixed together it's okay. fucking amazing super heavy and uh, I can't wait to hear you finish those songs man and it's like you've been waiting for five years <laughs> yeah I guess they've been recording for a while and I know it's very difficult but there's any chance of maybe a certain circumstance popping up maybe the US will see Knuckle Dust another shot or no I would do it but it could yeah. happen right maybe yeah. maybe the stars need to align no well, I'm going to I'll be over not. there personally next year, but I don't know about playing. I, don't we, I love the food, man. Depends on Trump, innit? Yeah, you I have to ask your boy Trump. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's going to let us in. Oh, yeah, he loves we'll the see, We'll see, we'll see. Do you know what? I'll, t- I'll be totally honest with you. I think he's the biggest knuckle. There's no knuckle dust fan bigger than, bigger than he's Trump. He's the greatest knuckle dust yeah. fan. Yeah. We just can't afford it. It's as simple as that. You know yeah. I mean? It costs a lot of money for four flights and to get over there and, and stay and all that stuff. So, you know. It's, it's not even about covering it anymore. It's just about fuck it. We just can't afford it. Yeah. Well, well, there's people who will be willing to help you. I believe in the future. Under the right circumstances, otherwise there's no shot. We always yeah. have an amazing time I think in the years States. Years ago, when always. we used to come over there, it was a holiday, so we spent yeah. the money. We didn't yeah. care. But mm-hmm. now, when they've yeah. got kids and that, what do you do? So it's, it's funny. The guy, the guy that has no kids and says he could do anything at any time is saying there's no <laughs> shot. <laughs> the guys with kids like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. you're full of shit. That's what we found out <laughs> after an hour and a half. <laughs> Last time we came to America, who do you think fucking paid for it? Oh, my bad. My right. Bad. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Thank you. Knuckle dust. Now you do. Thank you guys for coming on the podcast, man. Thank you. Uh, people, love. make sure you go to fastbreakrecords.com and pick up some new 
uh, music. There's some great new releases Lovely. on there. Go pick up some merch. Go pick up some Fast Break shit. Fastbreakrecords.com. Fastbreakrecords.com. Peace. We out of here.